Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage is coming from Nehemiah chapter 13, moving into Esther chapters 1 and 2. This is the conclusion for us of Nehemiah, and it starts off with him making his final reforms and um, just the last little pieces that he he was passionate about bringing to the people of Israel, ensuring that they would not turn away from God as they had done so many times, countless amount of times beforehand. Uh, one of the last things that he decrees is um, that he that, that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God. This is at the beginning of chapter 13. For they did not meet the people of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. Yet our God turned the curse into a blessing. So there's a couple of cool things about that, about that passage. You know, first, Nehemiah is again just passionate about not inter, intermarrying and intermingling with people that were of, um, of another nationality or really it's about faith being of another faith and um, I think when we read these sort of passages to me to us in this day and age it almost sounds a little harsh because like I said it almost sounds um, you know like you would say racist or it's just against people or it's even unforgiving but it really doesn't have anything to do with that in this day and age uh, Christ had not yet come and the invitation to salvation was not yet extended and what that means is that people were only able to be born once so if you were born a Moabite you were a Moabite and if you were born an Ammonite you were an Ammonite and uh, you being born a Moabite you're going to have uh, a tendency within you or a yearning within you to please your forefathers, uh, their enemies would typically be your enemies, and uh, and so and their gods, uh, their forefather the gods of their forefathers would be would be their gods, their false idols that they would worship. Their priorities would be your priorities. Now, because of Jesus, people now we have the invitation to be born again. Now, being born again is being born into the kingdom of God. And now there is no longer Jew or Gentile, Moabite, Ammonite. Jesus has made a way that we can all become children of God. And so when we read these sort of passages, we just have to have that context. There's still really good biblical wisdom in us separating ourselves from unbelievers. Not, not in the sense of evangelism or ministering to unbelievers but walking closely through life, 
in the way of close friendships and especially in the way of marriage with someone who hasn't been born again into the same kingdom as you will not work. It never worked for them. It'll never work for us. And so that's why Nehemiah is so passionate about this. And actually later on, he, he gets incredibly passionate about it. He he actually confronted some people who uh, had married uh, women uh, of Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Okay, and it said half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod, and they could not speak the language of Judah. And, I mean, this just lit him up. Why? Because this is the fruits of what they were against. They're saying, you've already married these strange women from these other places, and they don't even know how to speak our language. They're being raised up in the ways of these wicked countries. And uh, Nehemiah was so outraged by it. It says he confronted them, cursed them, beat some of them, pulled out their hair, and made them take an oath uh, in the name of God saying that you will not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons or for yourselves. And and he references Solomon there next and basically just said, Solomon was an amazing man and he was, he was filled with wisdom. And yet, even the snare of, of intermarrying with other, with other kingdoms, even that caught up Solomon in a way that caused him to sin. You know, and he just references that. Do you not think this would also do the same to you if it caught up King Solomon. It's a powerful, powerful thing to be intertwined with people, not just in marriage, but just anywhere. It's a powerful thing to be intertwined with people that are not going the same direction as you are. You know, and so the people that you're doing close life with, the people that you're really doing community with, they need to be kingdom people. They need to be born again people. And, and you guys need to be traveling that, that direction together. And so, you know, but I love, I love Nehemiah's passion towards just towards Israel returning to the Lord. I don't think he was ever against anybody. I know it sounds incredibly brutal that he pulled their hair out. <laughs> but I feel like he was just filled with such passion for uh, his people to stop doing the things that they have done over and over and over again and really wholeheartedly pursue the Lord their God. And so um, that's kind of what chapter 13 deals with. There's another couple of instances where the people are already starting to, you know, slip and, and they start working on the Sabbath. And man, he, he, uh, he closes up the gates on the Sabbath day and to keep people from working on it and he even threatens them and says because for a while some of the, the the merchants would still sit outside on the sabbath and and uh he i like it he says uh why do you lodge outside the wall if you do so again i will lay hands on you and from that time on they did not come on the sabbath you know and this this sort of laying on of hands um well, that's not the sort of laying on of hands that we read about a little later on in Scripture. Um, <laughs> this is the laying on of hands um, that 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 you wouldn't be particularly fond of. You know, Nehemiah was a serious dude, and he said, "We are going to be about serving God in this place, and if anyone's not about serving God, then then I'm I'm going to lay hands on them." <laughs> so to speak, um, if anyone is 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 going to turn, try to turn our people back to what has broken us time and time again, 
uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to be against against that person. Another person has had uh, set up a, a whole chamber to a relative and uh, in the house of God. This was just inappropriate. And uh, it says Nehemiah threw all the furniture. Uh, of, it was a, it was for Tobiah. He threw it all out of the chamber. He walked into the chamber and he threw it all out. And you know, and this is. I, I'm really hesitant to use the word godly anger because I feel like we, we get a little lost with that because anger is something we have to be very careful of because it does give the devil a foothold. It's a very dangerous emotion, but it's natural. But we have to make sure that we, we process it and we, we do what God wants us to do with it. You know, But these sort of instances, I, I think we would be remiss to not think about the way Jesus was with the temple of God. And so this isn't just anger about any old thing people being this wasn't a pride thing this was this was his heart and his uh, how zealous he was for the lord and when there was anything going on and it was just an absolute blaspheme or it was just heresy to the lord god Nehemiah was pretty passionately against it and and i don't think there's anything wrong with us being passionately against things that that uh, blaspheme the Lord our God. You know, I mean, in modern day, can you imagine if you're a parent and you walked into your your child's bedroom, teenage child, and in their bedroom you found some, you know, adult films, some things that you don't approve of, or maybe if you found some, uh, you know, posters they had on their wall of uh, they were inappropriate, or maybe they had language on them that you didn't that you don't approve of as a father. Uh, even worse, maybe if you walked in and, and found, um, you know, a Ouija board or something uh, evil in their room, something that, where they were really practicing a witchcraft or something. I know this seems exaggerated, but these things happen. But imagine, what, where would your heart be if you walked in? Man, you would be mad. Mad at who? Mad at them? No, not really. Mad at the devil. Mad at the enemy. Mad that that your children's hearts are being lured away from the one true living God. And what would you do? You'd take that stuff and you would destroy it, right? And, and you know, that is that is the heart, I believe, of Nehemiah here. Um, and, and so, you know, so we end in that way and we step into Esther. And I'm not going to talk too much about Esther today because um, we just got a first two, we did go into the first two chapters. And um, the only thing I would say about Esther today is probably... I would just uh, attach what uh, Nehemiah said about um, Balaam. It said they hired Balaam against them to curse them, yet God turned that curse into a blessing. That's kind of the same way that God's going to work in in, Esther, in in the book of Esther, the first few chapters. is um, God is turning things together for good and for the good of his people and for the good of his plan and for his own glory. And so there's kind of a theme of Esther, and, and in chapter 2, Esther is chosen to be queen, and it's just, it's really just a God-given favor on her life that is it's a similar story similar to Joseph's, where because God was with him, and because God is with Esther here, she's being promoted to places that she naturally could not get herself to. And God has a plan for these promotions. And I guess I would leave off with that today is just that when we are with God, just remember 
He, as long as you are walking with the Lord, and as you are born again, because when we're born again, we become the true children of God. We become, we become, the word says we become true Jews. We become the, the, the children of Abraham. We inherit the blessing upon our lives, the blessing of Nehemiah, the blessing of Esther, the blessing of David, these same men and, and women. That, that is the promise that we have for us. Not that we're necessarily going to become rulers, but God is with us and he is going to elevate us into places, into situations, into seasons that we don't have the power to take ourselves to. And that we are not responsible for taking ourselves to. This whole world is scratching and clawing to the top. And that is not our that is not our focus. We instead are heeding to the word of God where it says those who humble themselves will be exalted. So we humble ourselves before the Lord. And we let him do the exalting of us to the proper platforms. And we believe by faith. Um, you know, you know what, what Jabez prayed when he said, Lord, enlarge my territory. You know, Lord, you just do what you want to with my life. You bless me. You put me in the proper places. And uh, and so th that's really our heart as well. We see that in Nehemiah. We see that in Esther. And we're going to get a little deeper into Esther uh, the next time we're together.